Hello, everybody. Live from a steamy hot day in Koreatown, Los Angeles, California. It is the Ozone back at y'all. And I'm back, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And it's all <laughs> Shout out to the 80s hip hop. New York City in the house, homeboy. Ice-T might make an appearance. It might be a cop killer, cuz. So, we got a lot to cover. At least said we're going to be better for you. And we're here. And it is real. Here with my brother, Terry Miller, also known online as the Icons with a Z. How you feeling? Great. It's hot outside. It's so Loosening nice. up the joints. Oh, my goodness. And my joints been so tight. Pass the joint. Hey, man, give me that joint. Play, play that other joint, man. Run it back. Oh, yeah, play that ozone joint. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice, baby. Nice. Love. Love. So, we got a lot to cover. A lot of fights been going down. We got a couple fights coming up. And uh, want to jump into that. We also want to talk about Major League Baseball. Wow, things, my how have things changed in a matter of a week? Just, things, are, things are turning around for a lot of teams and not necessarily for the better. Uh, primarily for the Los Angeles Dodgers. But um, I actually want to start with something we don't cover much, which is the NBA. You know, normally we don't do a lot of talking about the NBA playoffs until you're deeper into the playoffs because it's almost predetermined who's going to do what, so it feels like. I know you guys are feeling me. You can act like you are not, but I know you guys know how it works. You Um, feel me? (laughs) When I tell you (laughs) that it is rigged, (laughs) They they play a lot. They play. So, um, but I I just wanted to to have a quick conversation about LeBron James. About the king. How did I know? (laughs) I'm I'm overwhelmed. I've been speaking on it for years. I'm sorry. I'm overwhelmed. I'm I'm sorry. I've never, ever, 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 never. Ever seen anything like that. Seen a guy do everything for the team. Right. And, And he's not the MVP. Come on, man. <laughs> you play with yourself. I mean, it's masturbatory. <laughs> the only the only thing that he doesn't do <laughs> is like the is, checks. <laughs> is is no, he does that too, actually. Ask Tristan Thompson and, and J.R. Smith. Yeah, right. The only thing that he doesn't do it, it's the and, and it's not even a knock. I have no knocks on LeBron James. Is like we saw at the end of game one, which they won against the Raptors. Um you know, he had a situation where he could have laid up and he kicked out. I, that that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, he it, 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 out, it, it almost cost it, him the game. It almost cost him the game. It almost you, <laughs> you. And this is this is this is the only knock you can have on the guy. But it's, He's the, still it's a the little, way you play nowadays. It, it's that's, which not, I don't, that's not how you play nowadays. Well, that's not how you play. People but drive that, to the rack that, and kick out him. all the time. Well, people, you know, thing it's, is, is that's a little being a little too cute. That that's that that's what I feel like. I feel like in the in in our day of the dominant superstar. Of the of Go the to point having explode on you, <laughs> he already exploded though. He had forty points. I mean, no, but at the same time, you know what I mean. There, close you know, the game. You know, out. Close the game. That's you got to close, close the show. Yeah, and it's on Mariano. you. It's not on Kyle Korver to close the game. No. It's actually on you to close that game out. It almost cost him. It, it was very close to cost him. It's the only knock. But I mean, we got plenty of cover with him because honestly, that teardrop jumper. Oh. <laughs> that thing stated it's still up in the air. It's still, it just it just went down through the through the net and came back around. It was beautiful. Mm, it was beautiful. <laughs> this was a this this performance, and I don't even just mean that. I'm let's go back to from game seven. Let's go back about five days. Way back. <laughs> game seven to uh, against the Pacers, they stretched him out. 
I mean, DC Sly called in last week and said that he felt like the Pacers were actually just a better team than the Cavs and that the determining factor was LeBron James, but he felt like the Pacers, now he's a homer, but he felt like the Pacers were going to be able to overcome because they were a better team. LeBron James is this great gif that's on uh, on the internet where LeBron James is like, nope, I'm not going out. I'm playing the whole game. The whole game. <laughs> and he played the whole game in game seven. He got the job done. Once again, his numbers, I mean, they're pornographic. Don't even, don't even. Perverted. They're just perverted. Perverted justice. It's, it's, it is Donald Trump. <laughs> the, 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 the LeBron James game seven numbers are so far over the top. Like, it, it's it's absurd. You can argue that LeBron James is the greatest game seven basketball player ever, I think, at this point. You don't even have to ask me. You know my feelings. I, I don't know. I mean, you, but you, <laughs> we you, have you announce it. <laughs> you know, it's a little prematurely, but it's still – it's, it it's accurate now. It wasn't. It wasn't the necessarily numbers, the, the numbers said so. The numbers are not lying when it the comes to King James. Are not lying, and he's about to take a bunch of ragtag fugitives to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, by himself again. And but you know what? The thing about all he needs is a little help. That this is this is where I was going to say is that they, what they keep showing is is if if the guys will give him any help at all. They'll win, even if it's by half a point. He'll get it. He'll get it. <laughs> He's like he he can get it done. And I just I I, 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 I feel hate like to gush, but I feel like he still doesn't get the credit that he. Come on, man! He doesn't get the credit, the calls. He doesn't get anything. He's I not respected. I got into it as online. A, as a superstar. I got into it online with some people about that. I got into it online with some people. There's no way who, that, were, who were trying to say that LeBron James actually true. gets calls. I know. I listen to people talk about he's crying all the time. Guess what? When you have three people draped on you all the time, you're getting fouled. Other than Shaquille O'Neal, I've never seen a superstar. And Shaquille O'Neal is the complete asterisk in the situation Mm -hmm. because – Shaq's situation was outrageous. Like yeah. they, they, and that they, was just a size thing. And 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 LeBron's has a lot to do with size. I think that LeBron has a lot to do with athletics because he's a better athlete than actually Shaq was. Shaq was sitting in the key; they couldn't stop him. They, I, they you know what? That's an interesting. That's an interesting debate here. I don't know if I can say LeBron James was in was a better athlete than, than Shaquille O'Neal. LeBron Shaquille James Neal is seven two. 400 pounds and moved like LeBron James, low-key. No. Man, no, you're crazy. No, are, you, are you high? No, no, no. Can, are you Ernie, smoking free base? Test? No, you need to. You need to. You see, on that you Molly you on that, again? You know what I see about that free base. <laughs> come on. I mean, come on. You, you, LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille had size. LeBron James is an athlete. LeBron James. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille had, O'Neal cannot play every position. LeBron James no, can play every position. I'm not position. saying that he had every position. But that's a part of being a great athlete. No, it isn't. That's a can, part of skill. No. If, if Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, it is. No. Because if Shaquille O'Neal was was uh, focused on dribbling the basketball, bring the basketball up, do that's it. a different animal. When you're talking about athleticism, you have never seen the big man move like Shaquille O'Neal. So I don't, I don't want to, what you're talking about, acting Will like he wasn't a great, did not move like Shaquille O'Neal. Are you crazy? No, I'm not. Will Chamberlain? He wasn't as big as Shaquille O'Neal. Width-wise, he wasn't as big. He's taller. He's clear. Can we get the medic in here? Are you okay? <laughs> you, I'm, I'm not sure because you're speaking lunacy. No, bruh. Yeah, bruh. Will Chamberlain was one of the best athletes ever. LeBron James is one of the best athletes to play sports, period. I agree. I, so you're, you're not, saying you're Shaq getting, is that? Is that? Not, Shaq not, is not that. 
Shaquille O'Neal. I, I and don't don't sleep because I love the Diesel, but he is not the athlete. The, I would just listen to them now talking about how Michael Jordan can even play in today's era and LeBron James. Uh, I don't is know the, who said that I, nonsense. I, some of the pundits. I was, the, the pundits are full of shit. That's the case. I'll come out and say it with some profanity. Yeah, it was on. A, matter of fact, it was on your boy Collins show. There's not an era. I'm not Collins. Not my boy. I don't know him. There, there's not an era that Michael Jordan could not play in. If there's a basketball on the court, Michael Jordan's getting the job done. I feel like that too. I'm just saying what some of the people are saying now. But since then you've got to give the feet for You know what you gotta give them? What you gotta wow. give them? I give them what they want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, but whoever but, see, those but now are, everybody has short term memory. Now everybody's on the LeBron the LeBron bandwagon yes, and everything. This is He's true. been great for a long time. He's been great <laughs> for a decade. And now if this guy I mean should, if this guy goes back to the finals again, Come nine on, years man. in a row, are you kidding? This is is this would this be nine? This would be nine. This would be player nine. I got wow. nine. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to IP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they this is this uh but back on track is that nobody except for Shaq got worse treatment from the refs I than, agree. than LeBron James. This is terrible. And he and you know what? I actually have a feeling now this is part of the reason that he does the 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 ridiculous flopping that he does from time to time, because he has to overdo it just to show what's just going to on. show. Even though literally your boy is about to pull his shoulder out the other day, and they they tried to cheat the game and call it call it on him. <laughs> Can you believe that? He was like, "No, nah, get out of here with that." <laughs> he was like, "Get out of here with that." I don't. I don't. Man, this is after time had expired, and they tried to f- figure out a way to put to more get time Toronto. on the clock. I mean, Toronto's in danger of getting swept now. Yeah. I felt like that after the first game because he's in their head, and he's always been in their head. He's, he's, he owns them. He owns them. As, as per the, uh, the, the, the trending topic yesterday, LeBronto. <laughs> yeah. He, now, what, let me ask you a question, though. D- does Kyle Lowry look out of shape to you? He looks like he – and this is – I'm not saying this is, like, speculatory, but he looks like somebody who drinks – like, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like he's like out of shape. He just looks like somebody who he's has a little bit of all, a right? little bit of puffy. Look, kind of like how Carmelo used to look. Yeah. Before Carmelo, you know, remember when he did that focus right. when he was like, you know what, Kobe, blah 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 blah. They're all right. All the I need food. to. I need to get myself. Yeah. You know, I can put the ball in the hole, but I can do more. Right. You know what? Let's say what. Let's say what next victim has to say about it. I'm sure he's got something to say. What up, though? You got it. Next victim live in the ozone. What is the latest, my brother? Man, trying to be cool in this heat. It's John Blaze. It is it's John Blaze. Blaze. Like, like Brown was in Toronto. <laughs> you know? Well, you, you jumped in right on the right part of the conversation. How did you know? You must have the you must have the the wiretap from from Special Counselor Mueller in the ozone. <laughs> now, because because what we're talking about now, I just want to talk about just just the insanity of LeBron. I'm I'm in the process of gushing over LeBron James. I don't ever want to hear anybody fronting on this dude at all because but you will they 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 keep fronting on him for some reason let's just talk about game sevens in general he destroyed the pacers in game seven a better team they who were a better team than Cavs. i agree with that actually because part of the problem is i don't understand why kevin love and the rest of the guys just get caught up watching i can understand how you get caught up watching kobe bryant i can too how you get caught up watching russell westbrook and I even don't Michael Jordan, but and even Mike to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, but he's trying to get you involved, and that's why it hurts his right. game to a certain degree. It hurts his game. He's trying to get you involved early. He said, "I'm not going to take over this game early. I need you to get wet. I got three guys on me. I understand that. I'm going to kick the ball out to you. You're wide open. Hit this. 
and you're getting paid millions of dollars to do that. And I facilitated you getting paid millions of dollars to, to Just hit get a wet. Hit an open jumper. Tip, are you available to hit an open jumper for LeBron James? <laughs> I am available to hit any open jumper. I thought you were. Jeez. So am I. I think I can Man, give you hey, a little me bit. Any jersey, any number on the jersey. Like, just let me play with LeBron so I can hit a jumper. I'm ready. Uh, man, it, it is. It, you know what? I don't understand. But what I just wanted to go is the down 20 in game one against the Raptors. All up and down my timeline, people talking reckless about LeBron before the game, during the game. And I told them I had to drop my own little trolling yesterday. Because remember when everybody thought that <laughs> that, that somehow Toronto was going to beat LeBron Toe? And it is yeah. not going to happen. If there's a team that's going to beat him, it's the San Antonio Spurs. Because <laughs> that's who has mind control over him. And but when it, dismantled. But, and yeah, and, and it ain't going to do it no more. But when it comes to the, the Toronto Raptors, you don't have to worry about LeBron James getting them getting the no. best of him. I can tell you that much. They look demoralized already. They're demoralized. They look demoralized when they, they came out strong, fake confidence, and then, they, and then you can see that it just all start to fall apart. He said, oh, really? You you feel yourself. You guys think you guys are yeah, absolutely because he looked at his whole demeanor was like, okay, let me get my teammates involved, and then once he felt like his teammates couldn't do nothing, you know, okay, <laughs> let me turn the pedal on a little bit. Let me just cruise into the fourth, and like we always said, we down by ten in the fourth. You come back. <laughs> you in trouble? Yeah, you in trouble. We can come back. Can come back. I, I, the game has never seen anything like this. You know, no. victim. I, we're talking about a guy that does a hundred. I've, I've personally, and not even just like in the NBA. I'm talking about playing all park, playing anywhere. <laughs> right. I've never seen one dude who does everything for the team. Everything and takes you to the dub. It's not just he yeah. does everything, but you win. You know, yes, the, the way that he's, point. the that's way that he's point. filling up the stat, the stat line is effective effective i mean everything across the board i'm talking about steals blocks you name it he's he's on the ground he's not he's not above the he's not above doing anything he's that's it the guy's in the back folding laundry and uniforms <laughs> i saw him serve up a couple gatorades to, to a couple guys on the team he's drawing up plays i saw lebron james signing papers for dan gilbert i don't i don't know what else this guy can do for the organization He's trying to sue Cat for for using the the timeline. I'm like, this dude is just, he's everywhere. And this is why I said, this cat is my MVP. He's the MVP. It's true. He's proved it time and time again. The James Harden argument, okay, you you lost. You you got an all-star team and you lost to Utah, which is a a great team. It's going to take them to seven. But LeBron James, the king, man, you are... Toronto was defeated after, if they would have won that first game, it would have boosted their confidence up and helped them a whole bunch. But by them losing in overtime, that shit is a wrap. They can bring, <laughs> they, can bring they can bring whoever to the game. You know, it's, it's a wrap, I'm, I'm just wondering if they're going to get swept. And I wonder if I wonder if Cleveland can keep the focus because this is part of the problem with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a hard time keeping focus from game to game. Yeah, but even if they don't keep focus, the the thing of it is is that they still have LeBron James who is focused. You've never seen one person, not Michael Jordan, not anybody who dominates the game completely 
like this. He can turn it on, and, and they can't. Who have you seen to do this? I, well, no, By what, themselves. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I don't personally believe that he can continue doing that. So yeah. I think, I think Ooh. that, and, and, I, and I think, I think, and and I and, and I, I, do I, too. I, I don't, I don't because eight, eight final pres- <laughs> I don't I, appearances and, later, and three and five in the finals. This is you guys. If you guys let me talk, you guys understand what I'm saying. It all sounds good, and it's great to look at, and everybody knows that I'm all pro team LeBron, but in real life. He still is a human. So even if playing 44 minutes a night doesn't wear you down right away, by the time you get to the finals and you play another team who actually is on the level and knows how to close, this is how you lose, you know, 4-1 in the finals, 4-2 in the finals. I'm not saying it's on LeBron that they do that, but there's only so much that a guy can do. And then on top of that, this season, LeBron didn't take his mandatory two-week vacation in the middle of the season, which I think really, really has helped him stamina-wise uh, for the last couple seasons. I don't agree. I mean... I, I, I got to disagree with that one, too. Go ahead. And, uh, and not only that, three, three and five, three, you know, three out of the five finals that he went to, how many guys like Reggie Miller and Charles Barkley, whatever, would be happy to even say they got one? This dude has been there three out of five. The only knock that people, a lot of knocks that I hear about him is that, he, you know, well, Mike's got six. Okay, Mike got six. He's got three. He, I mean, he's been against better teams. He's played on less teams, lesser teams. I mean, well, he's been the better team a few times. Don't, don't I, I don't know. No, he has not been we the can't better say, team. We can't say that LeBron James is the Messiah here. But you, you go on Kanye West on me. But this is uh, don't this don't is, ever put me in this, this is, thing. This I'm is, never not like Kanye. This, this is, <laughs> Kanye this is, is this is visionary. This is <laughs> this situation. The Heat team was definitely better than the Mavericks. The Heat team was actually better than the Spurs no. team. No, because you have a better I, Popovich. I think. I think. Let me let me say something real quick. I think right now um, with LeBron, you can see the difference. He's having a lot more fun. He's laughing. You yeah. can see that. I agree. I and, I, I fully agree with that. With, and he's feeling himself. With the previous years and he's letting him hang the out. Previous years, whether he was with Cleveland, whether he was with Miami, it was so much pressure on him. Now it's more. Just the feel is like, man, this dude is clowning, hitting fallaways, that's about to hit the scoreboard, and he's having a good time out there. <laughs> that teardrop fallaway. Oh, man. That, that teardrop was... fallaway is too much. That's too so much. That's like, it's too much. There's, knows, no, there's no way you can't hold it. He knows that he has just complete just mind control over the Eastern Conference. You know what I'm saying? I think over a lot of – this is the pro, this is the knock that I have a problem with, is that people act like he couldn't dominate in the West. I have yeah. a real problem when that's, I keep reading ridiculous. that. He dominated the, the the Golden State Warriors by himself again. Well, he had Kyrie, but he Absolutely. dominated the Golden State. The numbers that he put up in, in that Gaudy. finals, are Gaudy. you crazy? Nobody's Gaudy. ever put up numbers like that. 47, And 19, they had the best de- defense in, in basketball. Forget about it. Right. And it, I, I mean, you can, you can argue they, they, it wasn't effective because he didn't win, but at the same time, I know exactly what I'm, – I'm with <laughs> you. I'm 100% with you. Nobody's going to get me to say anything bad about LeBron James. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the man is human, and what I have seen is – at a certain point, there's only so much that he can do, and he's doing it. Right. It's not, it's not, what we were talking about, Victim, is the only knock I can say in the last three games from LeBron James is in game one against the Raptors at the end of the game when at the end of the game he got to the rack and decided to kick out. I it almost like cost him the game. Right. But we're talking about almost. He's up 2-0. <laughs> he's up 2-0 and going back to the crib for some home cooking. Yeah. So, you know, and then the other piece that you, you missed out on what we were speaking on is how – yeah, I saw you interact uh, on online on Twitter as well. There's all these people smoking rocks that are trying to suggest that LeBron James gets calls. 
He's not doing no call. He's getting the lesser calls. Victor Oladipo is getting way more calls than LeBron. Everybody. 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 The only thing that I can I can wholeheartedly sign off on is that LeBron James travels for some reason every time off a rebound or off an inbound play. Why not? <laughs> That's a quick step. You're doing a quick step. No, it's a slow step. He usually just starts walking. And then, just walk with the then, rock. Then he'll dribble the ball like, you know, five seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? And, and, and it is a what can you do because that's not like – I don't see LeBron travel a lot actually when he's going to the rack. He just travels in the backcourt a lot. For like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> One of my problems is that everybody tries to act like there's always a question if he's the MVP or uh, if he's the best player in the league. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful, man. I mean, he's one of the best players to ever to lace, ever him, lace up. him up. To ever lace him up. I mean, we can literally go throw him up on the wire. Can't, he can't retire them, them, them kicks, man. You can't say – I mean, he proves it. He can't prove it anymore. I just don't know what else this guy what can do to get everybody's respect. And I tell he you, almost owns all the we, records. We we have to tie in. And, and and the problem, only problem I have with him almost earning all the records is, is that the NBA has continued to stretch out the season and the postseason. So he's owning the regular season records are undeniable, but the postseason records they always try to put this up just to get people like us to talk about who's better between him and Michael Jordan. He he played. A lot more games in a lot more series because of the, the NBA stretching. But yeah, that, that's, and, and that's, not, like, that's not anybody's how, fault. How long has that been? That that's, didn't start that's, that like five years, three, nah. three to five years ago. No, 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 no. That's been a while. Dude. No, I don't think so. so. Yeah, it's been so a while. We, can, we should add up the total number of playoff games that he's played his career. That shit is almost like a whole nother season. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, it's yeah. more than that. It's more than eighty-two and games. So when you try to take away from that. Not that you're taking away from, but if you try to take away from that, you have to also understand that that's more wear and tear on his body that he's actually performing. Which may, which brings me to my next point, which may be the most impressive thing about LeBron James, especially coming from a guy who walks funny now from getting beat up playing sports. He never gets hurt. I, know, I, I hate even speaking on it because I didn't want to, you know. But he is awesome. That, uh, listen, it's not. It's not a. To me, it has nothing. This ain't not a jinx a or nothing. It's yeah. not, a, and it's not a fluke. Yeah, you but play. He takes play, care of, him, you, of himself. And and it's a great. It's a great example to the kids. Yeah, because he he, you know what? He respects the game, and the game respects him back. Respects his body, and and, and it's a. And that's what I mean. The overall game, mm-hmm. and and the only thing that I can think of is people are upset because LeBron James is opinionated. And he does speak out on social issues and other issues. As he should. As he should. And he's proving that you can do that and still maintain your integrity and your your public face and win. And a lot of people want him to shut up and dribble, you know, to pay, to, to, to quote yeah. the, the the dingbat on Fox. Yeah. Right. But uh, they try to find something. And this dude is a constant professional at all times. And at all times. For, for 20 years now. Since he Come was on. a kid, he still well, he yeah. had one misstep where he, you know the whole thing with the decision. What can you do? That's that scandal is that's cosmetic. much less. That's that's exactly what that is. A great way, great yeah. adjective. It's it's totally cosmetic because it's like one one little faux pas in the grand scheme of all the scandals that we see from all the athletes nowadays. Forget about it. Right. But let's move on from the king because really, what more can we say? <laughs> yeah, we I mean, can talk about it all day. Yeah, we, we can write it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so uh, you know, I think that um, I think that this Houston Rockets, like I predicted before, I think the Houston Rockets may be in trouble. Not, Come on, they not, were, and look, I, I said they were in trouble last round, so I'm not trying to yeah. front like I was talking about Utah. I just meant in general because D'Antoni teams, <laughs> by and large, don't play defense. Right. And Donovan Mitchell is not impressed. He's not impressed. He's going to the rack. 
He said, and he wet from deep. And they D up. And, Utah has the best defense he, in, in exactly. basketball, right? Really? Yeah. He's D up. That whole squad is D up. Right. And they're like, okay, we're here. Right. You may have, you may have counted us out, but Quinn Snyder got them saying, okay, we here. We about to ball out. We about to take it, take away they, they strips and make them real weak. And, and you only and you only needed one. Yeah. You only needed one on the road. It's yeah. hard to win in Utah, as we all know from yeah. years and years of watching maybe the greatest team of all time. That yeah. Los Angeles Lakers team had a hard time winning in Utah. Right. If they got a hard time winning in Utah, it's hard to win in Utah, Jack. They can do it. They took that they took <laughs> Michael Jordan and them six and seven up in Utah. And you got Mitt Romney in the stands holding it down. I'm here. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> Pass me the mitt. Pass me the pill. <laughs> My jumper's wet. Turn around jumper. Ping! Ping! <laughs> man, somebody guard Mitt, man. <laughs> man, they cut loose, man. He about to hit you for a triple-double. Who got Mitt? <laughs> okay, guys, these guys can't hold me. Pass me the ball. Just give me the pill. Just give me the pill and get out of the way. And after this, I'm going to go work on some legislation. <laughs> and some capital gains. Yeah, so, so you know it's it's Utah. I, I, you know what? Honestly, I don't follow Utah enough. I've kept them in my periphery. I've just watched these last couple games. I don't follow them enough, but they have all the tools. I watched them last season when they played the Clippers when the big fella got hurt early and they still Go you bad. know won. Now, if you look at it, you know I'm a very big proponent of the big man. They have the big man and they have strong guards and they even got a weirdo out there in Ingles that, that, that can that can even though that's a, that's a rude thing to say. Yeah. He's not a weirdo. He just is an unorthodox looking guy. That was <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Joe Ingles. I that was wrong of me. But he did Ingles <laughs> is a dude that's out there looking unorthodox. And if you look at most teams that win championships or go they deep, that guy out they there. got some guy out they there like a Delavadova or like a you know what I mean? They got that one. They, they got, got somebody who one. doesn't do it they and got fit. The one a bird that you man go to the or gym and nobody's picking up. You're like, oh, I got him because you see something in him. Yep. And he out there yep. busting fool's ass. Yep. yep. And it works because they defense the is going to sag. You know, and he out there. At so the, at he the, the out there. Yeah. But it, it, it can be in any small, position. It's just, and you he's know, a lefty. And he's, he's a lefty. Small, he's a lefty. And he's slow motion. And he plays good defense. Yeah. It's in slow motion. And, and, he looks like he's having a good time. The whole team looks like they're having a good time. Yep. I, I disagree that. Woo! <laughs> you want to party? <laughs> you know, I disagree, though, because if you look on paper with the Houston Rockets, their team, really, the way that they built them, they're built to try to match up with the Golden State Warriors, but they actually should, should be on paper better than Utah. But they play like park basketball compared to the fundamental style of basketball that Utah is playing. Utah is uh, defensively sound. You know, we all know off the top that Houston is not interested in playing defense. They want to shoot about 100 threes a game, and hopefully they fall. And if they do, great. And if they don't, we'll take a loss. And it comes back to haunt you. Hmm. Right. But it goes back to playing team ball. I, 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 it I also think- goes to another factor, uh, which is – sorry to cut you off, Victor, but it goes into another factor, which is um, Chris Paul and James Harden both have a lot to prove in the playoffs, man. Neither one of them have a, a a solid track record deep into the playoffs, right? And, Which and would not, you would not win that way. No, no, you got to, got to, you got to show. This is when you got to show up, and that's the coach's fault, though. I think I, you know, I, you think I agree that they should. I think to a certain degree, it's the players. You have to take is, that but, on yourself. But, but the system that he's put in place is not a winning system. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful system to yeah. watch. 
Yeah. And it's entertaining, but it does not win when you start going to the pick and roll and everything else. They're in the well, half. They don't front on the pick and roll. The pick I'm and talking roll about, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about <laughs> that. They don't play, you know, they're, they're out there running and gunning. But the other teams play pick and roll oh, on them. Oh, oh, I was you know, going to say, don't, 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 don't front on the pick and, pick pick and roll. roll pick and roll. Nothing wrong to you. <laughs> pick and roll is where it's at in the playoffs. The pick and roll. Ask the mailman. Yeah. How's the family? Sometimes you gotta stay on the script. Sometimes you gotta get off the script. Sometimes you gotta get on the script. Ah, shout out to Inside Jokes. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? So uh, I I am perplexed. Wow. Last night, that Ben Simmons scored one point. Yeah, he's too good for way too good for that. I mean, he and even if you score one point, if you look, you you expect for a kid like that. You look at the stat sheet. And if he has one point, you expect him to have like 25 assists or something. You know what I mean? They set him down. They needed to. His you mind know, wasn't right. Yeah, but the thing of it is that now. They were up. Big. I turned the game off. I thought, oh, they, they, the no. real Sixers showed up. No. I didn't turn it off because Boston is another team that's fundamentally that's super sound well coached. And super Best well coach coached. Best coach in basketball, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's too I far think because he's not better than Popovich. But he's because they have way more talent. They have it's a good point. But I, don't, I don't know, but Papa's in a bad spot right now. Yeah, but Popovich doesn't have the talent that they have out there. No. Especially since of, his best player doesn't play. Yeah, and they have a bunch of old players out young there. Talent. He, Pop doesn't have the young talent. Yeah, right the young now. talent. I they, agree. I agree. You're right. I mean, I went too far. Okay. <laughs> he's the best. He's the best coach in the East. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No now, but but in that, you know, they play. They're playing in a system. They're playing. They they can depend on each other. We see that the yeah. Philadelphia, um, I'll call them Philadelphia Phillies, the Philadelphia Sixers. Sixers, they depend on Embiid and Ben Simmons. And after that, you know. Well, they have the other, they're just young. This is just in the year. Young yet, in the they're, game. They're just young in the game. And you know what? The, their coach, coach coached under Pop, and he's going to have to do some adjusting. One thing that he said that I liked a lot was he actually said, you know what? This long layoff didn't help us. After game one, he came out yeah. and spoke on it a la Mike Sosha a couple years ago. And he Shaq said, spoke on it. He said, he said the long layoff just plain and simply didn't help us. And it's the truth. This is once again the, the the NBA sacrificing. You know what I mean? The better game for the for the money, the quality for the good. <laughs> and the game don't wait. The game don't wait. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, you know what? It's going to be hard to come back from two zero, but they can do it. But it's going to be very difficult to come back from two zero. They're not coming back. 2-0. I don't think so. And I also don't. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. You guys can speak on it, but I don't really feel like the the Pelicans. You know the Pelicans are in a tough spot as well. I think they overachieved, to be honest. I would be without Boogie definitely. If, if, that's what I mean. I'd be interested to see if they can even get one game off the Warriors. And and for real, I wonder about Steph Curry's knee. He looks good. He does look good. But you think he actually has the uh, the Kawhi when last year when uh, you know Kawhi they said oh it was his ankle but it was actually his knee. You think it? I don't know. Now, now, Kawhi, Kawhi has mine, a quad quad issue. That calcified, they said, I read about. and uh, Oh, that, that's the problem? Uh-huh. And then uh, atrophy set in, and it all came from the dirty play of, well, of Zaja Pachulia. Of Zaja Pachulia. But the thing of it is, is that, uh, you know, I don't, I think that he has a serious, he had a serious knee issue. I don't think that it was a situation where he was sitting out because he's. Steph or Kawhi? Steph. Okay. Steph is not sitting out, and I don't think that he. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think no, he's. No, I think that that's what Next Victim was speaking on, right? No, 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 no. That's not what he's saying. He's saying he was saying that he thought he thinks he was asking me if I thought that he actually had a more serious injury oh, okay. than if they were pulling the decoy. Yeah, no, I don't and, think so. And I think they are. I don't necessarily think that um, it's more serious than announced. I just think that he's taken some damage to his lower body 
in the past couple years, and I don't think he's built for tough in that sense. I think he's mentally very strong, but I don't think physically the way that I saw JaVale McGee roll on his leg. Right. It unfortunately, fake. I've seen that before in myself. And unfortunately, with as a person with knee problems, they're very difficult to to to, to bounce back. It's it's difficult. See, this is the thing. It's difficult to recover. But how many times have you guys seen me hurt my knee and then recover? Well, now I've hurt my knee, and now it's like it's feeling like it's almost impossible to recover. Eventually, you it, you become fragile to a certain degree, so that you're still playing an NBA game. So if Steph ends up under the under the box again. This kind of thing could be a, a, a career threatening thing. It could be it could be a real thing. Is all I'm saying. Jamel McGee and, knew it. You saw oh, him yeah, no doubt. He laid on the floor. And and I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know if if you can count. I personally think you can count on Clay Thompson. I don't know about the Warriors without him. Uh, you they're, know they're very susceptible to fall if, without him. I agree, but I mean, who's going to get him? The Rockets? Come on, man. the Rockets. Dude, Longley. The Rockets. <laughs> I, I would take Utah over the. Over uh, the Rockets. Yeah. I get you. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Victim, you got anything else to add before we move on? Man, my angels is heating up. <laughs> Man, actually, also, I don't think, I'm not sure if you guys touched on it, great boxing last weekend. Great boxing. And right. Triple D is coming to Carson tomorrow. Home of next victim. <laughs> Absolutely. Walking distance to the stuff hub. I might be there. I'm there, matter of fact. Shout out to Stevenson Village. You if they you there, maybe maybe I'll meet up. We'll do a live ozone. You never know. All right, Victor. Well, we'll we'll wrap with you soon off air and uh, give us your prediction real real quick uh, for the rest of these series that that are that are playing out now that are two o two o. I'm just gonna jump King James in the finals. He'll see uh, he'll see Golden State once again in the finals. King James all the way. He's going to beat over. He's going to beat um, Golden State in the finals. Next victim, always a pleasure having you on. Peace. And I'm out. What a friend we have in Tipper. Yes, sir. Bob. Yeah. Ladies and gents, uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't want to go too thorough on basketball, but what can we do? Uh, I mean, deep. It had to. Had to go deep. What we do want to cover is a little bit of the NFL draft. Um, I'm not a draft watcher myself because I don't know enough about college to really say who's going to make a difference to give an accurate prediction. But we have a couple of people who are interested, including my brother, the icons, who seemed to be very astute about watching that draft and to see who was what and where was where. And uh, we have a longtime caller contributor to the Ozone who's ready to go. Trucker Dave. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Oh, hey. live in the Ozone. Just got done talking about the – the audacity of LeBron James to do absolutely everything possible in a basketball arena to make a team win. It's just unbelievable. And uh, now we're talking about the NFL draft. Wow. Well, you're on some uh, good topics. It's not so bad today. It's really not that bad. But how are you feeling out there? What's going on on the roads of these here United States of America? Oh, not too much. But you know what they say, it never rains in Southern California. <laughs> I can tell you that this is true. <laughs> it is a nice, warm 90 degrees in Koreatown. Oh, a little drizzle. <laughs> not today. A little bit of drizzle. Yeah, a little every now and then. Not today. Oh. Every every blue moon. So what did you think about the draft? I don't know enough about college. I was just telling the listeners, I don't really know enough about the college situation to to, to speak deeply on the draft, but uh, I wanted to get some insight on what you were talking about, about trading down for picks as opposed to in other drafts, other teams trade up for picks, and what do you think about the way that it all shook out? 
Well, I think that, you know, people seem to trade down because, like, you can get or you can get more value if you study the, the players. But it's kind of like, say, like, if a guy that went to UCLA had a big name, but a guy like he who went to, like, Louisiana, Louisiana State, he didn't uh, have a big name, but he's just as good of a player. Right. So you acquire more picks, and you can acquire picks for the next year, which will give you leverage. Depending on what happens with the team. Huh. And who do you feel like did that in this draft this year? Effectively. I, I mean, I, there's a couple of teams. I like what Cleveland did with, with uh with Mayfield and I like what uh like what the Chargers did. They got a really good safety. Um I like what the uh, I like what the Lions did, you know. It's your offensive line. Um a couple of teams it's really based on needs, you know. People, people like to grade, but, you know, I don't know how you can really grade now. You have to give it a couple of years if it's based on what you think really needs. Huh. Were there a lot of running backs that went in the, in the draft uh, that looked like they might stand out coming up this year? Oh, yeah, man. I like what the Patriots did with, uh, with Michael from Georgia, you know, taking them a, a 31. And you look at uh, the Giants getting at number two, getting uh, Saquon Barkley. There's no way the thing can go wrong, so they're looking at Eli. Hey, people Eli are talking big one. about the Saquon Barkley kid, man. This is he's he's got a lot of hype around him. People really feel like he's the next coming. Yeah, yeah, I think he is, man. I mean, look at what they did with their offensive line and getting Nate Soldier, and then you're getting that Gonzalez kid. So they're going to be solid up front, and it should take some pressure off of Eli, and we'll see how Beckham acts. You know, he won't have all the attention. Now, let me ask you this. What have Seattle done to fill in all the holes that they lost with all these players? Because I just heard that they released Cliff Averill as well. Seattle is really, really terrible. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so they've done nothing to replace it, to replace the players. Well, they, they drafted a punter before they addressed the offensive line. Can you believe that? They drafted a punter before they drafted the line. That's well, crazy. Why would they do that? What is it? What happened in Seattle? I'd really like to know because right. it seems like they went from making all the right moves and pushing all the right buttons to almost not even caring. They don't even care about the optics of the situation. I think what happened was that Pete Carroll was uh, had his finger on the pulse of the college community at that time, right when he came in. Uh, and now, and since he's distance. been out of the uh, now that distance, that gap has been he hasn't bridged that gap, and now they're paying the price for it because he can actually grab anybody he wanted from the college situation. You know, from all the other teams that he played against and everything, players that weren't like you know blue chippers or whatever. And now he doesn't know as much as he did before. I think it's catching up with him. Because he's definitely, they've torn that organization down. Yeah, they have. You know, if you can remember, the same thing happened when he was in USC. What's happened is the division got a lot tougher. Um, you know, look at the quarterbacks that are in the NFC right now. And, like, he's on the on the downward side because he hasn't improved his team. You know, I was looking at a guy like uh, Ed Bryant, maybe to go over to uh, – to, um, to Seattle, I mean, they don't have anything to lose. If they pick up Dez Bryant, I mean, they don't want to address the offensive line. I mean, what are you going to do with the guy? Right. Nothing? Right. So that, that Bryant is over with, man. Oh, you know what they did get? They caught, I mean, they did get the Griffin kid, the one-armed kid uh, that ran the 4-3-8. Oh, right. They got him, him and his brother. Yeah, him and his brother, right? Yeah, they got him and his brother, but he got way too many holes and 
I don't think, I mean, you can question and see if Pete Carroll is really that bright, man. I mean, if you're not going to protect your uh, franchise quarterback, what are you out there doing? And I wonder how that makes him feel. Right. You know, he he's watching the draft. He's watching. He's, he knows what's going on. Yeah, but he's a one-sided coach. He's only... No, no, not, not Pete Carroll. I mean, Russell Wilson. How does that make Russell Wilson feel is what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, for the PR, of course he's going to say the right thing. But when he goes home, I mean, if he gets killed... Yeah, yeah <laughs> He's been running for his life now for about a season and a half. It's been about 22 games now that he's just been hiking and sprinting and trying to make something happen okay. with his superior athleticism. That's and, true, and but I'll give, you a perfect, I'll give you a perfect example of a guy who isn't athletic as him, who paid the price, and that guy's name is Andrew Love. He's yeah. had every injury. He missed the whole season because of the offensive line. Now they address the offensive line this year in the draft. And, then, and, then, and, then, and who knows if he'll ever be back, Wilson. right? Yeah, I mean, who, who knows if he'll ever be back to the strength that he was at? That, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's true. Yeah, so that's a that's a perfect example. A, a, a coach who's got a one-sided uh, uh all right, you get a coach who's got a one-sided mind who thinks Whoa, 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 whoa! We lost you. I don't know what happened, but it got really, really Johnny Roboto. Oh, I said, you get a you get a coach who you know wants to be Buddy Ryan and only focus on one side of the ball. This is a different NFL now. Sure is, sure is man. Too many athletes. Too many, many athletes. I'm disappointed in Seattle. Really disappointed. Well, and they're playing in a real division, <laughs> so right. it's not like it's not you know this is this is not time to play. The Niners are better. The Rams look like they're very serious about getting to the yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, and you know, yeah. and and this isn't the time to play. I think that when you're dealing with the kind of intensity and the toll that football takes on a person's body, it's never really time to play. It's one step short of boxing in the right. sense that you, it's a sport that you don't play. But uh, a lot of these teams, you see them making moves in the draft. It's very interesting because I would say the majority of draft picks don't pan out in every sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they do make an impact in football, they make a, a big impact. Right. Yeah, but I was- I do want to say something about that uh, that Ridley, uh, the Atlanta Falcons picking up that uh, that receiver Ridley came from Alabama. Yep. He's in a perfect situation to go right next to Julio Jones. Oh, man, that guy is going to have a, a great season. He's going to have a great season. Now, did they figure out everything that's going on with Julio Jones? Didn't he do something on social media where he took off his uh, – he, he took the Atlanta Falcons, he stopped following them or something to that effect? Yeah, I don't know what how much of that is publicity and how much of it isn't, but I know that Matt Ryan is the highest paid quarterback now at almost thirty million dollars. <laughs> Matt Ryan is so, getting his cheese. Yeah, he's not going to be asking anybody for a loan anytime soon. Hundred million guaranteed. <laughs> and that's what you're man. Football. You look at what what Seattle didn't do. Oh man, it's like you saying to Russell Wilson, "We hate you." <laughs> that's basically what I think. Thank you, man. That division got But also talk about Denver getting Bradley, I mean, getting Chubb at number five. I mean, at number, was it number four, number five. Go on the other side of Von Miller? Oh, wow. That's going to be. That's a lot of be. defense going on in the NFL this offseason. It seems like to be a lot of people, a lot of teams interested in shoring up the defense. And I think that's something that we see as a result of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. And then the Vikings getting deep as they got into the dance, because normally when the offensively charged Patriots or someone like that actually make a run, there's always a ripple effect 
And it right. seems like this is the difference with the trailblazers of the coaches and executives for people who can make the, the the trends versus people who are following them. I don't think you ever go wrong with, you know, putting your defense first. But I, I found that with the moves that are being made, it's very interesting, that, you know, that you keep seeing that. Oh, he just signed an open offensive line. I looked at Nate Soldier. He's like, your size. He's like, six, six. Uh, I don't know what, what, what he, he, three, three hundred, three twenty five. Man, you would have been like a first round draft. Man, your phone is going bugging. I said, yeah, you would have been, you would have been great with your, with your speed and, when all, with your speed and everything else, man, you would be a great tackle or a great uh, guard. Yeah, I always had a lot of yeah, people, people playing, having me play football. <laughs> yeah, but you had the speed too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all good though. Yeah, but the, uh, the draft's interesting, man. And the NFL can't wait for the season to start. And the NBA, baseball. It's all here, man. You gotta love it. It's all here. Well, all right, Tucker Dave, sounds like you're out in the wind tunnel right now. We're gonna catch you. Yeah, out and about. <laughs> we hope you get some of this heat, and uh, at the very least, it's gonna be coming throughout the the Midwest eventually because we got a high pressure system that's gonna move off of a bicoastal alley <laughs> that's gonna come across the country and come right your way sometime soon. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, you gotta take care. You too. All right. Serious weather going on where he is, man. That was uh, where he's in the shy. I think he's he's running postal back and forth. So things are heating up in the hot stove, as they say, because it's getting hot outside and there's less rain outs, which means that it's time for Major League Baseball to go into full swing. Now, we've had a drastic turn of events from the Red Sox starting out with that just torrid start uh, where they couldn't lose. And they've dropped a few games. They got no hit, which was a surprise. And um, David Price has come back down to earth. And this is what's beautiful about the baseball season. It ebbs and flows and it's long. Um, but the best team in baseball right now, without a doubt, is the New York Yankees, who are the Red Sox rivals. The Yankees, I think, are 10 of their last 11, maybe, or the one 10 of the last 11, maybe 10 of the last 12 at the at the minimum. And they've done it against the best competition in baseball, actually. Tough schedule. Tough schedule. Wow. How about the Yanks? Uh, and they just had, I mean, arguably the best game of the season last night. You watch that game? Yes. Uh, what a game. We got breaking news right now. I saw that. Matt Harvey just got designated. Designated DFA. Yeah. I saw that. We get to Matt. Okay. It's not a rush, apparently. <laughs> he'll uh, be out there. He's going to be there. Dang it. That's a terrible end. We can go right to it. False it's a terrible, race. terrible, terrible end uh, if, for him and that organization because, man, guys, if you guys are baseball fans and followers, you know that Matt Harvey was the man. 2014, 2015, right when we started shooting ballers, as a matter of fact, Matt Harvey was the guy. It's such a difficult spot with Matt because I think people and the organization has done a lot to try to paint his performance decline with his personal behavior. Right. And I think I think there's a correlation. I, it's hard to say that there's not, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know if that has to do with him, you know, throwing his arm out, but, you know, twice. This is the second go around for him. And he's these, you know, Matt was at the top of the pops. Matt was six outs away from winning the World Series yeah. or, or three, four outs away from winning the World Series. Something like that. Or maybe two Any, outs away. Or, or and like, half, maybe two at the most. I don't think they got him till the ninth because I think he went, was it the eighth or the ninth that they I got think, him? I think he got him in the eighth. They got him in the eighth. Mm-hmm. And, and. Familiar came in. Yeah. And it all <laughs> went left. And, uh, 
I mean, that wouldn't have won them the World Series, but that would have but put them but in that's a good a, position. But just a, the, the fall from grace was so fast. I mean, he yeah. went from Tommy John to thoracic outlet syndrome, and then the, he can get over the nightlife. I think that he got caught up a lot in the image, it seems like it. Uh, but it, it's terrible because he has talent. He still, he still throws hard, but when that thoracic outlet syndrome happens, you don't have a feel for the ball, and pitchers actually like to use the feel of the ball. You know, That's one reason why they like to use pine tar and any other sticky solution to control the ball, to manipulate it. Right. But once you are, your, your fingers are numb or tingly at the end and you can't actually feel or control the ball like you need to as a major league elite starter, it's a problem. Well, what I'm hoping for is that with this, I think he may have seen something, um, which I think the writing might have been on the wall before, because like you said, he still has good stuff. From time to time, mm-hmm. you'll see flashes of excellence. I hope that what he realized when they offered him the minor league deal, when he said no, is just that, you know what, I need a new start in a new place. Right. And I hope somebody gives him that chance to to either go to the bullpen or go somewhere else to work his way back to the show. Uh, because he, man, when you possess the kind of talent that that guy possessed, wow, 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 wow. Well, he's incentivized to, you know, to go to the next level. Even somebody will pick him up, but he's not going to, he's not going to get paid, you know, like he was supposed to. Uh, that's and that's a tough thing. Yeah, because yeah. Matt was the kind of guy that would have signed a, you know, one hundred fifty million dollar deal. Plus, Definitely, you, you know? know. And now he's he's basically looking for the bare minimum next year. I would imagine. I don't know what he still owed or do. I mean, I don't think he's not, he never signed that, that that good money. He never got that I good money. I think he got like five and a half million at one point. He never signed that crazy. I, I think, but I don't think he ever signed because that. this is his free agency year coming up right now. Yeah, I don't think one. he ever got that crazy, crazy. You know, you know, he didn't ever get that crazy deal. And that's that bad CBA again, too. Man, this CBA is working the work of yeah. the devil. Yeah. Wow. Um, but th- wish the very best to Matt Harvey. Every time I see him, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, you know. He, you have nice all these guy. reports about him and being at the club and this and the other. I mean, the guy's a young guy, and the optics just don't work out for him a couple times. When he was winning, it was something that was not a problem. It was cool. And they put it in the magazines, New York cool. Post, and everything else. The Dark and now Knight sudden, is at the basketball Now game. he's not the Dark Knight. He's just darkness. Yeah, they act <laughs> like he's a Dark he's, Vader. He's done something. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I wish Matt the very best, and I'm interested to see where he lands. Um, back to the American League East. Man, that baseball game the last night just proved again why the Astros were vulnerable to lose the World Series, which they didn't, uh, obviously. But the Astros bullpen—you got to do something about this bullpen, Mister Ryan. And I—and you know what? Even with their bullpen yesterday, what they showed was that that was AJ Hinch's fault because Davinsky has closed out more games than anybody on that squad. So why is he coming in in the seventh instead of the ninth? Because he shut them down when he came in. But then you went to Will Harris. When I saw that first walk. Will Harris, who got tattooed in the Bronx last year in the in the playoffs right. with them. So you bring Will Harris in, and Will Harris gets gutted. I and mean, then Brad Peacock tries to clean it up. Yeah, and he gets a blown save. And he, he gets a blown save. <laughs> he gets that because a nice because a nice he gets the BS because uh, a nice piece of hitting from Miguel Andujar actually. Yeah. Yeah, Miguel Andujar was a part of that that comeback rally as well because who was that that walked? He's the one that he's the one that got the knock to, to tie the game. Yeah, but no, I thought Torres got it. Gleber. Oh, Torres got yeah. it. Andrew Hart was the – yeah, that's uh, my bad. Because uh, they got the walk. Then Andrew Hart went through the 4-3 uh, yep, right. hole. Right. And uh, it's so – I mean, but you need to address that bullpen. I don't know who – they have so much talent in their minor league system that they can go out and get them a top-notch – they can go get 
You just feel like something. It's like it's almost like a like a, a heady thing where they're like, "No, we made this big trade for Ken Giles. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna make, with yeah, we're gonna make Ken Giles." Kind of like because they were that same way with Lou Gregerson for a long time. Yeah, when Lou Gregerson was blowing saves left and right. Yeah, and they rode with him, you know, for a long time and let him mess up the team for a while. But this I is, think Ken Giles can still be effective, just not in the ninth. I think Ken Giles could be effective on another team. Because he needs to be in that, that relocation program. Because I think he, he's worn out his welcome, you know. Right. And I think that what you need to do is to get some of those kids from the minor leagues and just let them come up there and blow cheese. Because everybody's got kids in their minor league system nowadays that throws from 95 to 100 miles an hour. And just let them come up there and fill it out. See who, what you have. Because they've been bringing kids up. And it's been effective. And it's been effective. To the tune of a World Series. Exactly. So why not keep it going? But this is still early. You know, and Yeah, it's still early. But I, it was, was but it was a nice statement by the Yankees. Yeah. I I can't front. The Yankees went in there and took uh three took a swept what was arguably the best team in baseball, the, the defending champs. And definitely and, without Didi Gregorius. And blanked them yes. for two of the three games. Twenty eight innings. Yeah. Twenty eight innings. But they shut down Didi Gregorius and they still won, which is saying a lot. Yeah. And that's those kids stepping up, you know, because Stanton is still singing to join up and Judge didn't really do anything. Gary Sanchez showed up. So, you know, you had Severino that showed up, Tanaka. You're, you're mistaken. Stanton hit two bombs in one game. If you remember, it was Stanton four, Astro zero in one of the one of the one of the games. The yeah, middle, but I'm talking about the middle the game series. series. That's just one game. Yeah, but that's this is why it's a team, and this is why the Yankees are a dangerous lineup. Is because they don't have to have everybody clicking on all cylinders. Just like how the Astros last year got everybody clicking on all cylinders most of the year, but especially in the playoffs, that's what made them so dangerous. What makes the Yankees dangerous is one night Stanton can hit two bombs, and that's all the offense you need. The next night, Judge can hit you in the gap, and then Didi's always lurking. You know, there's, they have those elements, and they're starting to gel, and it's going to be interesting to see if the if the pitching can hold up their end of the bargain, especially given the, the injury to young Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Chance Adams is not panning out right now in the minor leagues so far. He, Sonny Gray still not yes, Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray hasn't been Sonny Gray for a couple of years. Like three now, years now, yeah. almost, two, almost three years. Yeah, and uh, I would definitely still go with the Astros because they have the best start rotation in baseball a period i mean it's not i mean well, nobody- it's not about still going with them it's a, this this is where we are right now yeah. this is <laughs> you can still go with them if you like there's a lot lot of baseball to be played you got four you and a sure? half months of yes you don't have to you don't have to, to make a declaration now right now i'm making you my can, declaration i'm i'm feel free that's a, that's on you i think that i think, that, I think that i think that if Houston doesn't get their bullpen together, they're not going to go anywhere. They didn't have the bullpen together last year. They either. did, though, low-key, even though they didn't have their bullpen, even though Ken Giles wasn't together. Davinsky was effective last year. Brad Peacock was super effective last year. What was effective was that they And Liriano was effective last what year, strangely enough. What they did was that they put <laughs> the, some of the starters in the bullpen. That's what was effective in the in when the. So that means the they had the bullpen together. So that this is my That's point. starting rotation. At this, at this point— if they don't get that with the way that the the the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are playing, <laughs> where are they? Uh, <laughs> with the way that they're playing, and they're playing good baseball down there in Anaheim, and the, the way that they're playing, they're going to have to actually fight for that division. I don't agree that the Angels are playing good baseball. They're playing against the Balt uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Who and are what the, are they supposed to do? They're supposed to beat them, but it's not. So what? Impressive. So what are you? What are you mad at? I'm mad because Otani is not getting to play all the time, and that's <laughs> but they go, still win games. But they're winning the games. They're beating up on these teams like this, but they they don't win against good teams. Like the Yankees just went and made a statement against the Astros, but the Angels didn't make a statement against the Yankees. These are the games. These are the games that really make a difference down the line because this is not just a a physical. Uh, issue it's a mental issue so when you get when you have to go against them again and they and Otani 
hit a bomb off of uh, Severino, turned around a 97-mile-an-hour fastball like it wasn't anything. But you got him swinging the stick two times. I would like to hear the conversation, jump cut, I would like to hear the conversation that they had with him to sell him to come there because I don't think that this is what he signed up for. Yeah, because they, they told what from, from the way that it was sold to the to us in the public was they told him you can hit and pitch. Yes, and they just have him DHing. He's an outfielder, and he's a really good outfielder. And they have him just DHing, and he's playing maybe two to three times a year. I mean, a week. I had an Ozone listener approach me uh, and say they should make Otani the closer, at which point he could play every day. And then he can just close games and come in and blow cheese when he's available. I don't think Otani's interested in doing that. I think he's interested in blowing cheese the whole game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, as, as shown by yeah. his seven perfect innings, just about. Yeah, and I think that it hurts his game all around. No when, doubt about when it. When he's not playing all the time. There's no doubt about it. And I, that's like I, I was saying, I wondered what the conversation was to sell him on coming here because I don't think that that's what they told him. Right. That's why he was starting to murmur a, a little murmur about him, you know. Yeah talking about more playing time and i don't understand why you have that type of athlete and i hear some of the who pundits, needs to ask for more playing time. exactly i hear pundits saying well this has never been done you can't do that i don't understand why not that's why you got him yeah that's why you got him why you can't <laughs> exactly yeah you gotta go lavar ball on him yeah yeah and and he needs his dad out there to, to in the stands he to does. say what's what's going on here he does because something's not right he needs to play more i agree with that but the Angels are still winning, and I think that that's going to be part of their argument, you know, uh, for them to manage it. it. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out, but it's going to be a surprisingly competitive division, that, so it seems, because the Angels' starters seem like they've actually figured out a way to to keep them in the games. The Angels are in first place. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And so, you you know, you have that. Uh, if we we keep it to the home teams and we talk about the the, the actual Los Angeles Dodgers, Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, Corey Seager out for the year. Tommy John surgery. That's not a good look for the. Not a good look at all. It's not a good look for the Dodgers. It would be awesome if they, you know, reach out and get Manny Machado like they're speaking of. That would be great for Los Angeles. Not just that would be that would be great for Los Angeles. And I wonder who it would be bad for because somebody when Corey Seager came back, I can't imagine Manny Machado is the kind of ball player that actually can turn around the season. And if they got Manny Machado here in Los Angeles. He actually could shore up that lineup, and they could get rocking and rolling. In my opinion, yes, because they're not going to have a hard time scoring like in runs. a week or something. Yeah, I, I agree. And then and then JT comes back after that. You get yeah. Turner come in after that. Y'all gonna start putting up a lot of runs. <laughs> and I think that one of the things that Manny Machado would bring to that lineup, which is a big hole or flaw, is he would bring a right-handed right-handed bat. power, right-handed power bat. Yeah, a right-handed power bat that hits for decent average as well. Because yeah. because they their rotation with Bellinger and and Seager, and then they brought up this kid Alex Verdugo. All these are lefties that you know, and Jock Pedersen. And Jock Pedersen, their <laughs> insistence on Chase Utley. Yeah. So you have a, a rotation. I mean, a lineup that's like what seventy percent lefties. Got is it that much? Yeah, if you what is it five or six players? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, I don't think it's I think it's maybe half lefties on any given night, but it's a it's it's predominantly lefty, and it's not working. Is the point right. <laughs> is that more so they, they actually picked up two, finally picked up uh, beat the beat the Diamondbacks for two. Mm-hmm. But I think the most concerning thing, even more so than Corey Seager now knowing that he's out, is that Clayton Kershaw isn't effective. Right, and we've never seen that. We've never seen a prolonged period where Clayton Kershaw is not effective. You know what? And I, I, I was believing that a little bit myself. But when I go back and look at his numbers, 
he's not striking out as many people, but he's still effective. He's not giving up more than he's averaging maybe two to three runs a game, and they're just still not scoring runs. It's, it's, they, they've, they've, they've reverted to runs. the yes. old when he was before. I think that, that for me watching games, I'm so used to Clayton Kershaw being totally dominant that he is effective. I'm not saying that he's not still one of the elite pitchers, but he's not the best pitcher in baseball. Right. And, what and, he, and that there's a there's a there's a panache that comes with that when the guy step on the field saying, We got the best guy in baseball and not only do we know it, you know it. The panache, <laughs> huh? You know you know that he's that he's that he is the best. And coming in there is gonna be a situation that is mentally intimidating to you guys. Now I don't see that. Now what happens is he goes out there, he's giving up bombs, he's not striking guys out, he's getting guys out. But he's not striking guys out. He's not going really deep into games. And he doesn't – watching the games, he doesn't look dominant like he looks normally. Well, for me, I think one of the problems is that it might be an analytic thing. But before, when they had other catchers catching him, like Grandal's catching him now, and I've recognized the difference ever since A.J. Ellis left. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, because, no doubt about because that. Because what he used to do when he had two strikes on you, it was lights out. out of there. But now, you out of there. But now if you watch the games and see what the hitters have done and what how, the adjustments that they've made, and it seems like the Dodgers haven't made it, and that might be an analytic thing, is that they're – the, the jumping hit, early, yeah, they're jumping on him early, yeah, and they know that yep. he's throwing fastballs, yeah, and it seems like that. the Dodgers just need to make the difference right there because he's a control guy that has actually different, uh, that has a decent velocity, so you don't have to start off with a fastball all the time, right? You, and, but they still do it because his theory was jumping ahead, right, and and it worked, and then to combat that, the players have said they they said, well, we'll try to jump on him early. And not get into that hole, but that's what made him be able to extend uh, uh-huh, to ambush. But that would what made him be able to go deep into the games, right? You know, because you would swing early, but you would swing at his pitch and not yours. So you know, I, he's not as dominant as far as striking people out, but he's still getting outs, and they just are not scoring runs. Hmm. They're just not a good team. They're not the best team. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, another team that's surprising so far is the Minnesota Twins. I don't know what how they're underachieving. I think I have a lot of faith in Paul Molitor to turn it around, but right now, I don't know. I think there's a uh, <laughs> deed. No, I don't know. Um, who else you get to? Who else you like to speak on? I actually think Don Mattingly's got the Marlins playing decent, even though they're, they're you know they're ragtag back a fugitive. They can't score runs either, and that's yeah. their only problem. And, yeah. But he has them playing well above for, for who yeah. they for who they are. They don't have they? any no names in that lineup besides Starling Castro. I do they believe. got all no names in that lineup <laughs> Starling besides Castro. Starling Castro. <laughs> I mean, come on, he brought up all these AAA players, and they're they're actually com- competitive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you want from them? I'm surprised about Milwaukee. Milwaukee's sticking around, and I don't think it's real. I don't think it's real either because yeah. they make too many errors. They play bad baseball. Yeah, they play. They play, they, they play bad baseball. Play I see it offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. They don't. They just don't play a good game. Um, yeah, this is this is you know the season in certain ways is shaking out the way you expect it to shake out. In other ways, not. You saw that near injury with Jacob Degrom. I'm glad that he's okay. Right. Uh, I think the jury's still out if he's okay. You think so? Yeah. I mean, he hyperextended, hyperextended elbow. elbow, and now they're saying, oh, hitter, pitcher shouldn't hit or whatever. All the time. It's always. It's always. Man, that's just them saying that. How do we know when he hyperextended his elbow? He went out there and pitched after he went, took his at bat. Yeah. Come on, dude. Well, I mean, Arizona seems like they're real. They they reluctantly have to say they do. I just don't believe in Zach Green. I don't believe in their front line. Even though Patrick Gordon used to be really good, he's back. Seems back. That's Tommy's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just Corbin. don't believe in. That's what I just said, Patrick Gordon. Oh, I thought you said Godley. 
I said Corbin then Godley. Oh, okay. Um, and, Sorry, young and man. Then, don't, don't, don't. And then, uh, and then, Grinky. I'm just never. I just never been. Just never been crazy for Zach Grinky right. after he admitted that he didn't want to play the big time situation. <laughs> I think that we're seeing now that Danny Duffy is a guy that only likes to play to win because Danny Duffy can't put it together. He can't put it and, together, and he's he's because he's not in a winning environment. But what about your Bravos? How about the Atlanta Bravos? They've cultivated talent and bringing it up. It's beautiful to and watch. It's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful and to they watch. Are dominating. And they're real. And they're real. It's not even fake. It's real. It's real. The, 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 the young Braves, pitchers, the young infielders, the young outfielders. And they bust heads. Uh-huh. It's and not br- like they – Yeah. This, these aren't necessarily – even though they have – I've seen them win some tight games. That's the Braves come out and club you to death. And their pitchers are shutting you down. They yeah. won yesterday, I think, 11 to nothing. They have the number one uh, in the National League, the number one ERA. Uh, Try to tell everybody I mean, about Fulton Awitz. Uh, come on. <laughs> That's my man. Him. Is it him? <laughs> He's a <bride>. <laughs> It's a Fulton well, Awitz. Why can't it be him? Sean Newcomb's looking good. Yeah. I mean, they brought up the kid, Soroka. They brought up the kid, Acuna, obviously. Uh-huh. And, and they're, they're having fun. They're having fun. They're playing the game that yeah, they love. They're having the game. It's a, it is a Have a game. boys game played by men. Yeah. And when it doesn't look like that, usually the team isn't effective. If you watch those teams in the World Series last year, both of those teams had a lot of fun. Man, they were like, man, this is the best game ever. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Every game. Yeah. Every game they were like yeah. that. So, yeah. Very interested to see what's going down in baseball town. Want to move on to boxing. And a uh, lot. Uh, oh, speaking of the Braves, real quick, that last piece of the Braves, Joey Bats coming there tonight. Yeah, I don't think they need him. And I'm wondering why they're bringing Joey. I Bats. wonder why they're bringing him up as well. I hope he doesn't mess up the chemistry. Yeah, but it is but nice to Joey see him back in third. But he, but you never know. He's a very proud player, so he may actually come in and do make some noise. Yeah, I, I. What can you expect from him? I think he'd give you 15, 16 bombs, maybe, maybe twenty. I was about to say he's got to have a lot of protection to be honest, because those guys are hitting the ball. Main thing that they don't need. Is Joey Bats that hits two thirty with fifteen twenty bombs, and they don't need the ego. They definitely don't need that. But I mean, as far as the numbers go, they actually need guys that just put the ball in play because the other guys are putting the ball in play. Well, I like what they're doing is because the Braves are hitting good pitching. They, they sure on, are. They jumped on Noah Syndergaard. They jumped on Steven Strasburg. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer earlier in the year, yeah, I believe. Yeah, putting up runs and that's big. And that's what the Astros were doing last year. You know, they, they actually hit good pitching, and that makes a big, big difference because you can get those guys out early, and then you can get to the bullpen, which we've seen that everybody has a flawed bullpen pretty much. Right. So moving into the boxing space, uh, we had some good boxing on HBO this past weekend. Danny Jacobs defeated uh, uh, Jacob Selinski, I do believe his name was. Not Jacob Selinski, uh, Magic Selinski. And um, you know what? Danny didn't look great. No. He didn't look great. And he, that's he, a, the Triple G effect? I wonder. That's what Abel Sanchez said. Mm. Abel Sanchez said nobody's the same after they fight his guy. And it, it looks like it. And too. it looks like it's true. But Danny did look great in his fight immediately after fighting Gennady. It wasn't like this was his first fight. I think that what happened, he, he got hit with punches that if Zelensky had any pop. Would have put him to sleep. He got hit with punches that he didn't on see. His, on his chin. On his chin. And Selinski is a, he just didn't, he just, a soft tosser. Yeah, he's a soft. He just got the pillow hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because he actually was technically really sound. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. I didn't think the fight was as, as spread as they thought. No. Like those 118, 110 cards or whatever. Especially after the knockdown. No, no. What do you mean? He knocked Selinski down. Yeah. And they had the cards at 118. Oh, okay. One, okay, my bad. But but the, I didn't, I didn't, I think, uh, <laughs> dude, I didn't think, uh, yeah, I didn't think it was as wide of a victory. He definitely won. 
and I like Danny a lot. I still think that I would love to see Danny against Charlo. I wish they could put together a Super 6 or Super 5 or whatever it is with Gennady, Canelo, uh, Danny, Charlo, and uh, and and one other player to be named later. <laughs> I don't even need a Super 6. I just need everybody to be able to fight whoever the, the fans the want champions. to see. Yeah, I need, I need you know. That Charlo Jacobs fight is who the two people want to see. Yeah, and give it to us. Yep. You got to give the people. And they both. We already covered that. We already covered that. Come on. Yeah, they uh, they both say they're both chirping like it's like it's go time. Yeah, and see, so we end up setting up these super sixes and everything else, and that's just another new promotion or term that they'll coin that we'll buy into instead of just letting these guys fight forever. Whoever's whoever's in their way to well, get what they well, want, well, which is the belt. In Showtime's defense, when they put together the super six, that was actually a way of them bridging all of the right. the, the the stables the stables. And it worked because mm-hmm. out of that we got Andre Ward, we got uh, uh, I think it was Carl Frock. We got there, there was some uh-huh. good talent. They got the Durrells, Glenn, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Glenn but so, but we haven't seen anything since that. So that's why we I'm, haven't seen anything like that since yeah, that. No. So that's why we take it away, take that off the table, and then just let and just make a concentrated, focused effort to let these guys fight whoever they want to fight, or you know, even if you pretend that you want to fight somebody, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like we're hearing out there nowadays. Right, we hear a lot of that fake fighting, which. You know, Eddie Hearn just came out, speaking of which, and pegged the the Joshua Wilder fight at a 70% chance of happening. Wow. Yeah, he just came out and said that, which I thought was very interesting given what he's been saying um, about, you know, Wilder offering fake, man, that's not a real contract, it's this, that, blah, blah, blah. I can't say I'm not involved with it, but I just want to see these two big boys get in the ring. I know that much. And there was a big boy who fought on Saturday night in Jarrell Miller, big baby, and he fought Duplass. And you know what? Again, he got hit too much. I wasn't impressed. He got hit too much. He got hit. And if you go against either one of those guys we're talking about, Wilder. You, you, you or, get hit like that, you ain't going to keep getting hit like that. Well, one of the problems that I have with him more so than anything is the guy that weighs 300 pounds needs to have more thump than that. That's what I – because he hit Duplass. <laughs> you look devastating. He hit, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because he hit Duplass hard. He did. He Obviously, he didn't. Hard. Obviously, he didn't. They said it know, took Wilder a long time to, to break 11, him down to 11 rounds. Yeah, that, but, he's a tough guy. But he brought him down. So oh, he got he's going to get you eventually. <laughs> so if he brings you down, then the next fight, especially – Especially with Jarrell hitting him as many times as he in did, chin. and you know what I uppercuts did see? and everything punches that he didn't I, I see. I was just coming. about to say, you know what I did see just as overall last weekend because there were smaller guys fighting too. The body work is back. I like the body work, but the, but the judges seem like they don't understand the body work. The judges don't give love You're for the body work. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> <Duck> it off. <laughs> I don't understand. Give points for the body work. The body work is real. It's I mean, effective. but this is what's Jarrell be, worked the body well. Yeah, but this is what's going to be his downfall as well because his body is not together. Yeah, he's got to he's he's, he's got to tighten he it touts, up. He touts being three hundred and eating cheeseburgers. Um, it's, it'll hurt you against the real ones. And he, I think his next fight is going to be against one of the real ones. Yeah, because th- that was a matchroom boxing match on HBO, and Eddie Hearn was there in the crowd. Yeah, and they were saying that he actually might fight Joshua. I wouldn't let him. I would let him fight Wilder. Why would I take him back? Put him in. Well, him- once again, you got HBO versus Showtime. Yeah. You got the same, you know, you got the same confusion that that is ruining boxing. Right. You know, and then on I would premiere. Like- sorry. No, no. I would just like to see a real sanctioning body instead of all one. these. One. Yeah, one instead of all these WCs, IBOs, IBFs, WBOs, you Your know. WC got it. The PCPs, everything else, you know. You taste that? <laughs> Angel dust. <laughs> PCP sanctioning bodies, folks. Superhuman strength. Everybody's high. So and strong. <laughs> yeah, so you can uh you have so, that. So we can as the fans can actually see the fights that we want to see. Yeah. 
Yep, you have that. And, and you know, Jose Cito Lopez uh, over on ESPN acted like he wanted to make a comeback. I hate seeing guys. I love seeing guys coming back. He beat Miguel Cruz, but I also hate seeing guys that seem like they could get hurt at any point. Right. I mean, he's been around for a while. He did dominate this fight and um, also more great body work. <laughs> I just saw great body work all over the weekend. I love that. Um, and then I saw uh, the home team. The homie Anthony Durrell got him a dub. Yeah. And I also like to see the fact that he's ready to wrap his up for his career and he wants to go out on the title fight. And he's the, he deserves one. He does deserve one. And I, and I hope that somebody out there who has a belt will take a chance on giving him a shot. That would be great to see. And it's just hard because of these stable issues. It is really and hard. And it's marketability. And it's not about the fight game. It gets away from the fight game and who can sell tickets. Right. So then we end up with the other, the ABs and everybody else who's selling the shuck and jive and everything instead of actually selling us a real fight. Oh my you God. know what I'm saying? So then we need to see a real fight. Like uh, hey, That's a good point because, honestly, Broner may be able to ditch some of the buffoonery if he actually was just fighting people that he was supposed to fight. Right. Because either his career would be over quicker or he would rise to the challenge. Right. And but now and his talent would be on display. Exactly. But now it hurts us because everybody's trying to sell us something instead of selling their actual talent. They're trying to sell us a brand. That's a wow. Preach, brother. Preach. Uh, tomorrow mm. night at the StubHub, as for mentioned uh, with Victim in Carson, California, on a beautiful night it's going to be, we got the champ, uh, Gennady Golovkin, facing his fill-in opponent for Canelo Alvarez, a fellow Angelino, Vanis Monterosian. You know, he took the fight on short notice. It's hard enough to train for Triple G when you have a full camp, and that's your only focus. I don't expect the fight to go long, but I think it's smart of Gennady to stay in tune to just to work and to get the rush of the crowd and the whole song and dance, um, it's a dangerous fight to me. I mean, you can always you always have the potential to lose, but then one of my problems is as well is that I feel bad for Gennady. It's because he's probably going to have to give up one of his belts, and you know how he feels about his belts personally. He loves his he belts. loves his belts, and uh, <laughs> and but he's going to have to give up one if he doesn't take this mandatory after this fight. You know what I'm saying? Because right. he's supposed to fight. He wants to fight Canelo. Right, but he's supposed to fight somebody for the IBF. Yes, and this might be Danny. As a matter no, of fact, no, Danny. It, no, I think no, Danny is. No, no, his, I think Danny's his mandatory no, no, now. No, no, it's this this guy that's uh, uh, this guy that's ten ten and uh, twelve and old that has ten knockouts. Okay, yeah, that's the IBF belt. Uh huh. I do believe it's the IBF oh, okay. belt, and and it's just unfortunate. And now he's going to turn it down, and I'm sure everybody's going to be, oh, he's dunking him. Of course, but but he wants to go pick up his thirty million dollars yeah. with Canelo, and he also wants to knock Canelo out first and foremost. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's that, and honestly, the fight that nobody's really talking about that I do want to watch a lot is going to come on at like nine or ten in the morning. And it's over in the UK, mate. Who is it, mate? It's a rematch of Tony Bellew and David Hay. Oh wow! And Tony Bellew is a cruiserweight who's moved up to fighting the heavyweights, and I actually really respect Tony Bellew because every time I see him, he's uh, every time I see him online or whatever, he's always a respectful guy. Mm-hmm. And also, even then, he was talking. They were talking about. So, do you want to continue with the heavyweights? He was like, "Oh, these Joshua's coming in two fifty five, man. He's too big for me." They're <laughs> <laughs> just really honest, really yeah. cool dude. And honestly, he fought with honor. There was a couple times in the fight. I think in the last fight, uh, David Hay hurt his knee, and it twisted and looked really, really ugly, like dislocated his knee. And yet there was a point in the fight when Bellu tried to extend a a hand to, you know, because there was a a clinch or something like that, and (laughs) David Hay tried to sucker punch him. And that's part of when his knee started to give him problems. Wow. It was, yeah, and this is there's some bad blood there, and I'm very interested to see what happens with the Brits. I like to see the U.K. has their boxing game together. So who are you going for? 
I'm going for Tony Bellew. Okay. Yeah, I'm going for Tony Bellew in another win uh, on that rematch to get his to get his money and get his. I don't know if he's got a belt there or not, but I'm I'm excited for that. That fight comes on early, folks. So be prepared for that because it's, it's in the UK. Um, and then we had a little controversy with an Ozone contributor, our own Ellie Secback from ES News, got into a little funk with uh, Ronda Rousey in her camp while covering the Triple G fight media day. You can hear a couple clips about what Chris uh, Cyborg had to say about it with Ronda Rousey and also then about what Chrissy Martin had to say, somewhat in defense of Ellie, but more in criticism about how Ronda treats everyone. Let's check these out. Tune up. What do you think about that? And I think Ronda Rousey, we'll see if it happens. And I would give anything if I were 10 years younger just to show her. I mean, if, are you kidding me? Holly Holmes knocks you out. Holly Holmes punches like a feather. Um, so, you know, Ronda Rousey to me is the worst uh, public female image that we could ever have out Why there. Why is that? Simply because she cannot sit here and have an interview with you without cursing word after word after word. I mean, come on. We're out here to set an example for women, young women, young girls, people in general. Now, that was a clip from... That was a clip from Chrissy Martin before uh, Amanda Nunes knocked her out. And Chrissy Martin is, uh, you know, other than Layla Ali, probably the best-known mm-hmm. women's fighter, you know, mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, and here's a clip from Cyborg. But I'm still talking. But, but, Chris, one fight we all wanted to see, which we'll never see, you and Ron. She was talking, her coach was talking, they want it, they want it, they want it. Now she changed the sport. What would have happened if you and Ron the fuck? Nice to meet you. Do you know when I fought Holly Holm? Uh, I was telling if I beat Holly Holm, I beat uh, then two times. Uh, two, I gonna beat both the same night because Holly beat Ronda and I beat Ro- Holly. You know, and I have the opportunity to fight Ronda. You know, but she like God don't give the opportunity for me to fight her. But you know, some other girls beat her like Amanda Nunes and Holly Holm, and they just sit down and watch and I have touched her for she losing. If Ronda was right here standing where I am, what would you tell her? Uh, I think I don't need to tell anything for her. I think the li- life teach her a lot of things. You know, I think a lot of things happen in her life and her career. I think it, I hope she's learned something from that and, you know, be humble, you yeah. know, and respect yeah, people. I think this is most important. Do you think? And let's hear what Ellie has to say about what happened, how he ended up in a beef with Ronda Rousey. Ellie Secback reporting. reporting. Hey, Ellie. <laughs> what up, Secback? How you feeling? Good, good, good. We're here at the weigh-in. They're just over. Bonus made way. Triple G made way. Nice. Nice. How's the atmosphere down there on this beautiful, sunny Southern California day? It was It was pumped up. A lot of fans showed up, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. You know what? Gennady's been really good to the fans here in Los Angeles, and they really have reciprocated. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to yep. hear that. But what I want to talk about is your rumble. I want to talk about it. I just played a couple clips from ES News, uh, one from Chrissy Martin before Holly Holmes' last fight against Amanda Nunez when she got knocked out, and one from Chris Cyborg just saying that, that Ronda should work on being humble. Now, I've, I've seen Ronda popping up at gyms and giving speeches about how to deal with adversity, and there's some interesting comments up, up beneath those pictures from people who have you know a variety of opinions on that. But how did this whole thing spark with you, and what happened? I mean, I, all of a sudden I read you're getting kicked out of gyms. I, I was like, Ellie, what this is the this this man is the fighter's fighter. He's the fighter's reporter. What's what's going on here? 
Okay, so I show up to a gym where Vanus and Triple G, two boxers, I was invited there. It happened to be Rhonda's gym. A couple years ago, I wrote that she's saying nonsense for saying she can knock out Floyd. And obviously, it was proven that way when she gets knocked out by two women, obviously not hitting hard, but not as big as Floyd. But I guess someone at that gym held a grudge. I went live on my phone. Possibly she saw the live feed. Make a long story short, they asked me to leave, but they could have asked me nicely, but they had to report it, record it, and put it on their IG, which kind of started a firestorm and it backfired because a video that I posted on Yes News had almost 200,000 views, oh, wow. uh, thousands, thousands of comments, thousands of phone calls, emails, text messages, very supportive, ripping Rhonda. So if they would have not done this, she would do the WWE, she has a movie coming up, and everything would be quiet and peaceful, but it just turned on them, and so it became very... Uh, very hateful for them. And it is what it is. So I'm having fun. I'm laughing. Thanks for the support. I appreciate it. You got to smile. Listen, if, if you're not rattling cages, then... Then what are you doing? Um, then what are you doing? doing your job. Yep. You're, you're a reporter. You get, you're a journalist. You're a boxing journalist. You get down deep into the guts of boxing. And you know what? There's no way to do that impartially and, and for people to be upset about their truth coming out. That's just part for the course. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. But look, it's fun. We all know Rhonda got exposed. It's not my fault she lost. It's not my fault she got knocked out. <laughs> it's um, not your fault. She, no, but, but she's still salty and bitter, and she's still acting like she's undefeated. Eventually, she'll come with terms, and it's okay. Nobody wants to be in the eye of the storm. Nobody wants to be kicked out. Nobody looks for drama, but if it happens, you got to run with it. What can you we're do? In, we're, we're in the area. We, we live in an era, sorry, the era of social media, of reality shows, of shock value videos. So, okay, if I'm in it, might as well enjoy it and grow from it. No doubt. And then on top of that, you get instant feedback. So you get to see a lot of people, and like you said in the comments, a lot of people are not responding favorably to that whole outburst. And, you know, she's she's already blown up. She's in the WWE. She's got a movie going on. She's moved on. But she's holding grudges, and that actually seems like that's going to hurt her in the long run. Meanwhile, how do you feel about the state of boxing? We just covered our, our coverage from last weekend's fights. We didn't think Danny Jacobs looked great, but we would like to see him face Charlo. I always actually wanted to see him fight Canelo, to be honest. Um, I, I love the fact that Gennady came out and said, they asked him about Canelo yesterday, and he said, you know what? Canelo is the biggest problem in the sport. He goes, there's a lot of good opponents out there, and Canelo's not the only one. So we're going to weigh our options after this fight, figure out what's what. Also, we got your man, and this is what I really want to speak about. You got your man fighting next weekend. I know that you love Vasily Lomachenko, and I happen to love Jorge Linares, and they're fighting at 135. Are you going out to Madison Square Garden in New York City? I, will you be ringside to fight? I will be ringside. We'll go out there. I've been following Lomachenko from day one. He's a great fighter. He's a great person. Uh, a lot of people consider him the best pound for pound. He's very, very talented, and for him, boxing is a sport. It's an art. It's not going in there to knock people out. It shows. He wants to outbox you, and he wants to make you quit. And, and he's just a phenomenal athlete. He, he did judo. He did uh, gymnastics. He did dancing. He did all kinds of things that fit into his boxing. He's oh, wow. Way, yeah, he's way advanced when it comes to things like that, which fighters right now, if they're 7 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, get in a boxing gym and just do that. But he did all these other activities. The judo helps with the clinches. The dancing helps with the foot movement. The gymnastics helps with the flexibility. So in his case, everything fell into place. Two gold medals shows it. Uh, 11 pro fights going for his third pro championship title it's huge and and look he's coming into it he's, he's adjusting to everything he yeah uh, i think he's doing everything right he's very polite he's follows social media he's growing um well, let's see but lenars is a tough tough test is a tough bigger. i think it's going to be his toughest test to be honest today it is it is and I, and I agree with you on that because he's tall lenars he's a champion he's confident he has nothing to lose and, and, and those are the dangerous and he's ones. proud and he's proud and 
And if he takes out um, Lomachenko, it makes his career. So sure does. Uh, Lomachenko could always go back to 130, still the champion, but he wants to make history. For him, it's about history. And um, look, he does a, a lot of things with juggling and, and things that people don't understand. They ridicule him. But I'm telling you, I try to do some of the things he does. It's so difficult. You, can, <laughs> you can't Yeah, because it kind of looks silly. But you know what? It, it's a little bit of wax on, wax off going on there. There's a little Mr. Miyagi in it where a lot of Absolutely. the other things are connecting motor neurons that help him in the ring. Because I have to say... You know, I felt like his sample size is pretty small, but he keeps showing and proving. He's slowly making me a believer. And his footwork is phenomenal. It is. I mean, Absolutely. some of the best in all the sports. He, I tell you, he'd be a nightmare on the basketball court. He's got great footwork. That is very true. So there you have it. Other than uh, the fact he's like 5'6". <laughs> yeah. But, but look, but it's, it's, it's great for boxing to have someone that excites people. And it takes time. And right. here's Don King, the one and only. Oh, there you go. Live with Don King. Go ahead. Get to, I know that you're working, brother. Uh, thanks for calling in. We just wanted to let you give you your piece of clear the air. Uh, we'll see you at the fights tomorrow and also next weekend. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you Sekmak. so much. Always. The Ozone. Thank you. <laughs> Peace. Reporting. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Rafael Nadal is still doing Rafael Nadal S things. And he's trying to do something crazy, which is to win Monaco, Rome, and Madrid all in the clay court season in the same year and then win the French Open. If he does this, man, this guy, I mean, obviously I've made it very known. Pete Sampras was my favorite. Now we're looking at Roger Federer. I have to acknowledge as the greatest tennis player of all time. It's like it's not even – you, you're, you're playing yourself if you act <laughs> like that's not the case. But if Nadal can pull this thing off, he's already the greatest clay court player ever. But if he can pull off this, like, it's the uh, quintfecta and win all of these tournaments in a row like this, I'll, I'll be so impressed. So, Rafa, impress me. <laughs> I know that's your career goal is to make sure that I'm impressed. Uh, and finally, on a little news and notes, looks like Hulk Hogan is coming back to the – the Hulk Hogan is coming back to the uh, WWE. He's getting back to the squared circle, Randy Piper. I mean, I'm amazed by Hulk Hogan's body's durability. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's back in Hopefully there. Hopefully won't do too much because he's been taking he, – he took a beating. He took a beating. And, uh, and also, you know, he's trying to revive his image to make sure that people know that he's not a racist and so on and so forth. And supposedly that's why the WWE is giving him another shot. Really? Uh, yeah, that's it. They said they've been watching the work that he's been doing with the Boys and Girls Club, and it seems to matter to him personally, um, you know, it it has a uh, everybody makes mistakes. He, he, that's that's what they're going for. Mm. And I mean, you know, I I think he had a hard time with his daughter, uh, perhaps being the recipient of some intimacy of the, the African American variety, <laughs> and he voiced that very clearly. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what Hulk's uh, third act is about in his life. Um, I know I liked watching him on that Andre the Giant documentary. Yeah, man, oh man, he really got emotional. Oh man. He loved the giant. He loved the giant. The giant it. loved him. The giant loved him. Yeah. Slam! <laughs> Leg drop! Gave it to him. Did. Oh, Hulk man. wanted to cry in the ring, probably. Oh, he did. He's, He's like, like oh, slam. brother. <laughs> slam, brother! Leg drop! Come on. <laughs> you're awesome. That's probably the original, you're awesome. You got anything else to cover? That's it. You've covered it. We covered it up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and I want to leave you with an African proverb. Until the lion has his own storyteller, the hunter will always have the best stories. Take care of each other, ladies and gentlemen. We're in this thing together. I'm here with my brother, the Icons. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights.